I would literally go from a Husker football game, hit the road, drive three and a half hours down to Kansas City, check in, get up at 7 a.m. and DJ Chiefs game. I only lasted about a season, and I, I did one season, and then the, the second season, I was like, I physically can't. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner, here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Chris Pinkinen, Dactronics Supervisor of Event Production. He talks about his experience in the industry, starting with replay operator in college, to LED operator and DJ, and so much more, as well as his new role with the company and what he's looking forward to doing with a team. We're here today with Chris. Chris, how you doing? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you? Good, good. We've got Matt across the table from me, as always. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Justin. Thanks. Um, and Chris, we're here to talk to you about kind of your new role at, at Dactronics. But first, can we talk about uh, your your origin story and maybe like how you got to where you're at today from maybe even from college or high school on and what got you interested in this field? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm from Nebraska. Um, they're a little football crazy in Lincoln. Mm -hmm. um, when I was about 10 years old, I went to a Husker football game when they just had the Husker Vision video screens that came in. And from that moment, I legitimately at 10 years old, it's like, I want to do that because I thought big screens were like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Like the games, <laughs> the shell games, you know, finding all that stuff. And it's, I just thought it was so cool. And I just said I want to do that for a career. And so when I got out of high school, got to college, um, Husker Vision runs on students, like a lot of student workers. Um, I applied to be a student there, student worker, and got on. Um, and I was a student worker and I was a freelancer. And then I came on full time. And so all told, I spent uh, 16 years with Husker Vision at Nebraska. Wow. Um, in a whole variety of roles, everything from video to DJ and everything in between. Nice. Um, yeah, which was which was awesome. It was my you know my my, my hometown team. Um, and then my wife was from Oregon and uh, wanted to get a chance to move her back home back home for a while. So I was with the Oregon Ducks um, for a few years, and that was actually kind of my interaction with Dectronics for the first time. Um, while I was there, we put in two new video boards, a huge football board at Autzen and then also at Hayward Field for track. Oh, yeah. So those were two big, uh, big pieces of the puzzle. And I got to kind of get hands on with creative and uh, the whole team. And I was really impressed. And that kind of was in the back of my mind moving forward. Because um, after that, I went to the Utah Jazz and I spent the last few years with the Utah Jazz, which was really cool, um, producing their shows. And then this past summer when this position opened it with Dactronics. I was really intrigued by it. And uh, that's how I ended up here. So excited, excited to be part of Dactronics. I've been here now for about five months. Awesome. And that's why I love having a podcast like this when we get a new employee too, and just hearing about all the things that you've been a part of. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've already mentioned a lot of stops from Nebraska to Oregon to the Utah Jazz. But if I can think maybe about, you know, when you started going to college then, and you knew you wanted to be part of, of the video board production, whatever it was, and you went on as a student, what was that first role? I know you mentioned you were, you know, a DJ, you helped out in video, but kind of, I mean, as we all know, there's a lot of different things that go into running a video board. Did you kind of hop around a different job? I did. I, I did. Yeah, I did a little bit of everything. You know, I, I my very first job was I was running instant replays for wow. 5,000 people Memorial Stadium. I, my first week on the job, I was starting to run replays. That's and high pressure tapes. right out the gate. Like it that. is. That's it is. Job. Like I did it for basketball and, and 
Yeah, they, they, the cool thing about Husperision is they kind of throw you in the fire. I mean, they have like it's, it's such a good network though. Like you'd have older, like, kind of an older student paired with you with a younger student, and they would help you get, learn the ropes, and you'd work your way up, and you try a little bit of everything, you know. And like at first, I struggled with cameras. Like I'm a smaller guy and a big heavy camera and hauling that around everywhere. But then I got the hang of that. So, um, you know, fast forwarding a bit to my full time days, I was the videographer for the Nebraska volleyball team for oh. ten years, and. Got to be a part of a couple national championships and making their hype videos so i did that aspect of the camera video editing but then i was also producing for baseball and men's basketball and then eventually football so i got to be really well-rounded and i'm an engineer you know i ended some engineering for a while like i mentioned i've done some djing i i, I got to be really well-rounded at nebraska like as, as things evolved and that's the other thing too is technology keeps evolving mm-hmm from when I started as a full-timer to when I left, I mean, different LED boards, different technology and all that stuff. And it's like, all right, who's going to take this project on? And, you know, you just sort of evolve and grow, which is one of my favorite things about this profession is that it's constantly changing. And there's always something kind of new and cool you can learn to do. Yeah. That was what I was going to kind of tie into another question, but first the answer you gave was, it was great. I was expecting you to say like a grip oh, or yeah. someone who's <laughs> helping with like chords when you first start out as like a student helping out, but instant replay was not what I was expecting, but um, yeah. kind of getting back, you know, saying technology is always changing. Was it, it's almost like I want to ask when you first had that thought, when you first saw the video board and you knew you wanted to be a part of it and then being a part of it, like what about it, what excited you? Like, was it exactly what you thought it would be like, or what kind of has kept you around that, uh, that aspect of your career? Well, when I first got in it, like, you know, going back to the instant replay thing, it was like when I did an instant replay and you could audibly hear the crowd react you know boo like it's a bad call we're showing a hole and, then, and, then the yeah. crowd boos. and that reaction is 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 a boost you know it's an yeah. energy boost an adrenaline boost and it's like okay what can i do to help get crowd reaction like that's really where i leaned into the crowd reaction side sure is, is getting that what can we do to fire the crowd up and make them you know and pump them up and you know to go along with the technology thing like part of the reason i got brought on full time in Nebraska, it was been 2009 was when I was full time, is they got these things called ribbon boards in Memorial mm-hmm. Stadium, you know, which at the time was kind of a foreign concept, you know, and now every place has an LED, you'll see them <laughs> yeah. at the bus stations, you see them everywhere. But at the time, it was like, whoa, we got a ribbon board, and they needed someone to learn the ribbon board and like become kind of the, the go-to person for programming it, inputting stats, you know, yeah. louder graphics, headshots, all that sort of thing. And so I'm like, yes, it gets me on full time, let's do it. You know, so then I take on LEDs and then you know, then two years later, we get a downtown arena for basketball and the whole arena is LED. And, OK, where do we want to put ads? Where do we want to put, you know, stats? We're doing all that stuff. And then that kind of became my niche for a while there is just figuring out all these LEDs. The so LED it was just guy. one of those things. <laughs> I was LED guy. But, you know, it was just one of the things that fell in and then it became a thing. And then I kind of became kind of obsessed with, OK, where can we put like a score you know, obviously advertising is a big deal on LEDs, you know, generating revenue for the school. So where can we put ads that make sense to go to people's eyes so they're looking at the sponsor, but also looking at something relevant and sure. not just staring at an ad. So yeah. that was always a fun challenge. Um, and then you're you're making those, you know, those replays started off. You're, you're influencing tens of thousands of fans with, yeah. with just what you're showing on the display. And then it went from influencing them with that to to showing all the different data and stats and everything and on those different LEDs that would keep them informed in, of what's going on in the game and also fulfill sponsor obligations. So you kind of have that well-rounded aspect of it, as you were saying, and that kind of led it. I, I know you mentioned DJing. Where did you go into DJing or how did you get to that part of it from 
implementing all those different ads on different LED signs. From being the LED so, guy to DJ guy. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the thing. So like, so so the DJing part came. So Nebraska baseball. So I mentioned I had done volleyball. So my two core sports, like that, I oversaw as a full time person were volleyball and baseball mm-hmm. um, with students. Like I had trained students, but I was kind of the go to person. But those were kind of my two overseeing sports. And at the beginning with baseball. We kind of, we didn't have cameras. We, it was just kind of a one man band baseball show. Like we just put graphics up that are headshots, and then the person that ran the graphics also ran the music. So you know, I'm sitting there at baseball, and by default, I am the DJ. Okay. <laughs> but I've always been kind of a music guy. You know, I, I was always been kind of fascinated like with what. You know, if I'm watching a game on TV, if the crowds go nuts, I'm like, what song are they playing? that's getting that reaction. So I kind of had this natural flow with. You know, I'm just understanding how the music works. So then when I did it at baseball, I, people were like, wow, you're pretty, like, that's pretty good. And so the basketball, basketball reps were there and they're like, hey, can he DJ at basketball for us? We could really use a DJ at basketball. And so my bosses were kind of like, I don't know. Like, I, I, all right. So sure. when I, while I was doing LEDs at basketball, I could also DJ at the same time. I, I, I yeah. multitask. Um, and then uh, we had this huge game, uh, you know, probably my second year of DJing basketball. It was called No Sit Sunday. It was this big game for Nebraska basketball. And I DJed, I, I pat myself on the back, but I had a pretty good game. Like, the crowd was really a big proponent of that. And I just fed off the energy. And then the football coach and the football coaching staff were there. And they were like, whoever this is that's doing DJ, is DJing this basketball game, we want them at football. <laughs> so then we had to kind of work around, okay, can I DJ at football while doing my other jobs? <laughs> yeah. Yep, I think I can do this. I can do this. So then it became – so it just kept evolving. And then even furthermore, the Kansas City Chiefs, I uh, one of my good friends was one of their producers and came up to a game with one of his bosses, and they're like, any chance we could get this DJ to do the Chiefs? So then, like, hey, you want to do the NFL? And I, oh, and I like – yeah, and so I, I was like, "This is really cool." Kansas City is about three and a half hours from Lincoln, okay. um, and I'm like, "Okay, maybe I can do this." And so I signed on, but you know, obviously, I didn't. It didn't impact my Nebraska stuff. I would literally go from a Husker football game, hit the road, drive three and a half hours down to Kansas City, check in, get up at seven a.m. and DJ a Chiefs game. I only lasted about a season, and I, I did one season, and then the one in the second season, I was like, "I physically can't." That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I helped kind of. I trained him and uh, helped him train another person to do it the best they could. Like if Kansas city had been a half hour away, I would have done it forever. Cause I oh, loved yeah. it, but it was just uh, physically, I couldn't with all my other responsibilities, get, get down there and back. It was just, <laughs> I was a zombie, but it was, <laughs> but it was a really fun experience. So I get just the same kind of reasons why you like doing the led stuff, right? Just getting reactions as you're playing certain songs and different things like that to get the crowd going is kind of what, it's an addiction. It seems like that you were kind of having for this uh, live event production interaction type of stuff. It was, and, and I was, you know, fortunate too. Nebraska fans are something special. Like, mm-hmm. like they, love, you know, it is the the show in in Nebraska, and they, you know, draw crazy. You know, for basketball, you know, Nebraska basketball is not known as a you know a basketball powerhouse. But when we moved to the downtown arena, we were eighth nationally in attendance. We were drawing fifteen thousand fans a game. And still mm-hmm. to this day, I think they're in the top ten. For you know, and football Jeez. sold out every game since 1962. Yep. You know, ninety thousand people. Like Nebraska fan base is special, um, and and having that crowd to build off of really made it fun too. So yeah, I bet. Yeah, and then so thinking about, and then even maybe just kind of lastly touch on your background then too is then so you mentioned then going out to 
I mean, Oregon, and then back to Utah Jazz. Did the DJ experience carry with you all those times, or kind of what? It was... actually, you know, it didn't. Um, it, it, I, I, <laughs> You're I, a local I, it, superstar. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly it. Is is I kind of like without sounding like like a weird American, like I'm actually kind of like so my resume is more in the LED video production. <laughs> that's what that was my really day to day job. Like it, it's kind of weird to say like like DJing is a tough job for something like, but it's also like for me, I could actually like my brain just works weird where I can play music without really thinking about it. Like in this situation, I'm playing this. So yeah. I could actually do my other job while hitting the music. Okay. You know? And, and, and so it really wasn't like the plant, my flag on the resume, like fans may know me as a DJ or whatever, but like my <laughs> actual day to day job was something different. Yeah. So at both places, I kind of like, Oh, you know, I've, I, I had DJed in the past. Like I've kind of got, but you know, until you actually do it and do it in a fun situation, they kind of like, okay, whatever. Everyone thinks they're a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, um, just, you just ended up doing something right at the right time. Multiple times to end up doing that for, from baseball to basketball to football, right? <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> but until you actually do it and do it in a fun situation, it, it doesn't really, you know, stand out. I did, I, I did a pinch, I pinch hit for a women's basketball game once for Oregon, but that was about it. I mean, I gave them some songs and I gave some suggestions, but yeah. that was the other thing too. It was kind of a different apartment there. They had a different audio. Like Husker Vision was different in that you, the DJ was part of Hus the Husker Vision part because a lot of times the marketing department handles that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't. And then with the jazz, kind of the same way. Like I had suggestions, but. You know, NBA is kind of a different animal, um, too, with how they want to present things. And, and it's a different crowd, different environment. There's music constantly going. Um, I had suggestions, but yeah, it didn't actually carry over. So I'm a semi-retired DJ. That's not to say I wish I could. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not to say you wouldn't it, do it again, but yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't. And it is also a strange power when you spend about five years and you've controlled the music at every stadium you've been to, basically. <laughs> and then you give up, relinquish that power, and you go sit in the stands, and then you start, you can't help but judge. Like, why are they playing that? Now That's you're a critic. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're supposed to hit this button now. Come on, <laughs> yeah, hit where, it. Where do is it. this? Do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with, with all of that, you've obviously got this big wealth of experience, well-rounded in multiple different areas, multiple different sports. And it seems like a natural fit that you're the supervisor of event production now at Dactronics. Can you tell us a little about uh, your current role and, and what you're going to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis here at Dactronics now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Dactronics is kind of a full, is really a full service thing. And we have an event production area. And so right now we have five places that have full-time Dactronics people that produce the shows um, for schools and, uh, and buildings. Uh, we were at the University of Florida is, is a Dactronics school. Casey McIntosh there is awesome. Um, James Madison University is having a Cinderella ride through all their sports. Oh, yeah. you know, they had an undefeated start with football and the basketball team was undefeated. Um, we're at Towson University. We're at South Dakota State up in your guys' neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. And then we're also at MetLife Stadium where we have full-time producers. And uh, I oversee all of them. And we, our goal is to give them cool shows, you know, is it, to like not just – running the equipment, but producing really cool shows. So um, the producers there do a great job. We do kind of full service there at all those places. But then we'll also do one-off events like the SEC basketball tournament, the Summit League tournament, um, we're at the Toronto Blue Jays spring training, where we can provide a producer to run the show for, for single events. So that's another big piece of the puzzle. So those those two areas are kind of my big core day-to-day um, -day focus is just making sure these places have really cool shows and always hoping to add more and bring more, you know, electronics event production services to as many places as we can. 
And I'm thinking even with the, the background that we've been talking with so far that you have and I mean, kind of how you got into this role, but like you've been here for five months, you said so mm-hmm. far, is it, mm-hmm. was there the interest of this position? I mean, you obviously have a love for live event productions. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what carried it uh, into this for you or like what kind of about this position attracted your interest in the first place? Yeah. It, it, you know, it's funny because it's, it, you know, I had <laughs> Nebraska volleyball radio announcer, John Baylor, going to give him a shout out. He, <laughs> you know, he travels with the, with the volleyball team everywhere. And he, a long time ago, he's like, you know, you should really like look into being a consultant at other big 10 schools because a lot of schools don't have what Nebraska has as far as just producing a show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think you'd be a really great consultant someday, you know, and, and, and that kind of planted in my head, like, you know, he's kind of right. That would be kind of cool. Cause I'd like to bring what I feel is a pretty, was a pretty good show at Nebraska to other schools. So when this job opened up and they're like, yeah, we want you to oversee the producers and, and, and add more stuff, like to be, be a consultant and to help push places to have better shows across the country, especially in colleges, just to be able to, you know, pass on my experience and my, and, and, and still be in the live event realm, but kind of living vicariously through multiple places mm-hmm. and trying to give multiple places really cool shows. I felt like it was a really cool challenge and like kind of a natural next step in my career is to try to spread what I've learned to as many places as possible so that every college has a cool show. You know, yep. I want every college to have it. It's fun. Even if you're not a thing, even on your worst rival enemy, you want to have a full building, you know, just that your team's going into it. It's just more fun when you've got a full and engaged crowd. Yeah. And so that was the real challenge with this job was to, was to come in and try and spread the love. Yeah. And you're trying to create that awesome home home court, home field experience for those fans. But also, I think we've heard this before that, you know, one college in, you know, New York isn't competing with a college in California for attendance, attendance yeah. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> when they right. share ideas, it's really just about making everything better and really not competing with those other schools of, oh, who had a better show? It's more like, oh, we, we're trying to make a great show and some of them idea hack and share ideas from others and, and say, oh, they implemented this, we're going to implement that. Do you find yourself kind of seeing that when you even watch other live events on TV? You're like, oh, that was kind of interesting. Maybe we'll put that into some a show somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of one of the focal points of the whole program that we're looking to expand is one of the coolest aspects of our network right now of these schools is, hey, have you guys seen this? Like, see what this is? Or even like, like gym, like schools that have gymnastics. Hey, there's a new scoring system that's out. What's the best practice to do this? And, and that collaboration, like which is nation, like you said, New York to California nationwide is having collaboration on just even new innovations and new. Hey, this they tried this feature, this fan interaction feature. I, I saw it here in this school. Mm-hmm. You know, how can you put your own spin on it? And as a whole, like it, it's you know the teams may be rivals, but like the school, like the production departments and the creative teams are very collaborative, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's a fun network. So a lot of people move around, especially in college, and you build up this network, and that's kind of look, what we're looking to do here is is to build a you know kind of a social network of live event production creatives that can just you know make sure everybody's got a good show. You know, is is taking the good and the bad too. And hey, don't try this. That's the other aspect of it. Is <laughs> yeah. hey, we tried this, it didn't work. Just so you guys know, don't do don't this. do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. We've learned from taking this. The good, the bad. <laughs> We've learned from this. Let's let's not try that one again. Yeah, exactly. So it's super valuable, you know, just to have that network and also just have people that, and, and, and we're kind of a unique breed. I always joked with my wife, you know, I have a very particular set of skills. Like there's not, like you can't just go be a list, have this role just anywhere, you know, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, cause you know, my wife's a nurse, she can kind of go wherever, <laughs> but yeah. this, but this oh, is yeah. a very specialized role. We're kind of a unique bunch. Uh-huh. Um, so there's not a lot of us that experience it like this. I mean, you might read it on, you know, everyone on social media might be a critic of what are you this for, but until you're in it and all the different aspects that go into it with administrations, with, you know, ownership and pro sports is, is, is just having that, that network of people that you can relate to is, is super valuable. Yeah. And you've been talking about, um, multiple different, uh, venues that are having um, event supporter or colleges that have it, but you also mm-hmm. mentioned some one-off things that, that you do. Like I'm, you mentioned a couple tournaments. Can you go more into that aspect a little bit of how do we handle those kind of one-off tournament type things? Yeah. So we can, you know, for com- coming up in March, we're going to be doing the NCAA indoor track championships in Boston. Um, and it's just being able to have, and, and we're actually going to have someone from who's got experience at Oregon, not me, but another person to help, produce that show because they have experience with the NCAA track. Okay. So we were able to kind of network. It was at a new venue and they were looking for someone to help them, you know, kind of launch theirs. And we have a network of producers and Hey, would you be interested in going out to Boston and helping them, tra- you know, debut their arena for an NCAA indoor track meet. So we were able to kind of network that together. And so, you know, they're not going like the venue in Boston isn't going in blind. They're going to have someone that's done an NCAA track event to help, make sure all of their Dextronic screens look good. You know, they make sure like the track scoring is very unique. Um, There's there's different uh, scoring elements that go into that compared to a lot of traditional sports. Um, So we'll have someone there that can help them, you know, really hit the ground running, no pun intended for a track meet. And, and, you know, um, and then uh, there's uh, tennis tournaments uh, across the country, some big ones. And the DAC creative team, which does an amazing job, literally start to finish creates does their creative we bring in a producer so you know long and short of it is is that you have a single event but you don't have like a full-time event production person that follows you around because it's maybe a once a year thing that trying to come in and produce you a high level show and that's what we provide okay so when we when you're talking about that you mentioned the the creative side of it and the creative aspect and then there's the producer and the production aspect can you kind of right. say the difference between those two really quick what what's yeah that's absolutely so Dactronics also has a creative team that makes videos like like graphics um led graphic interfaces the stat interfaces intro videos that's a whole wing and they do amazing work um and so that's the creative side as far as creative video. For the lack of a better term, it's not just video. It's it's graphics, it's stills, it's motion graphics, it's mm-hmm. the whole thing. So that can like logo that, matchup animations, things like that that people see exactly. on the displays. Okay. The stuff you physically see on the displays, right. And then the producer is the one that runs the script and puts the show together that calls for those graphics that the creative team made. And, okay. you know, camera cuts and working with if there's a TV aspect, making sure like TV is good for their aspect to go with the in, in venue experience. So when it you, really is when a full say, service shop. Yeah. When you say TV, you think in like uh, lower thirds on streams and things like that, or, or what sure, is that? Yeah. That can be an aspect. Or if it's like, like going back to the NCAA track, if it's on television on ESPN, making sure like if they're taking ESPN's camera feeds, we make sure we have those feeds going into the video board. Um, making just basically making sure all the in venue, like basically what you're seeing on the video board is is right you know and, and yeah. just balancing all those different plates all those different aspects because some places that's a i mean get, without getting too deep in the weeds like some venues will have a separate camera crew for just the video boards mm-hmm. but then some might just take like if espn's in town or they have a network broadcast 
they'll take some of ESPN's camera feeds and feed those into the board or feed those into a switcher. And then our producer or director can take those camera feeds and put them on the board. So it's just, it's all the elements that go into producing an in-venue video board show. Um, It's just kind of balancing all those elements. Yeah. That reminds me of, uh, it was a Broncos game. We were there, not this recent one, but the last time. Um, Because you're mentioning the two different video camera groups and maybe think mm-hmm. of too, they had the one big multi viewer there, and it was a feed of all the. I think it was NBC because it was like a Sunday night game, but they had that pulling in. But it was in the video board control room, right? And they would see like the NBC camera caught Tiger Woods is at the event or something, and they would take the feed. But it's always a gamble because they never know when that camera guy's going to like move or put oh, yeah. away. Exactly. So they always be like, all right, take Tiger Woods. All right, we're so all right. Now get him off there before the camera guy moves. But you're not sure, but you see all the cameras coming in in one spot like that. Yeah, and it's just a way to maximize your your elements because we we I did that with the jazz a lot too. I actually come down everywhere, but you get feeds from the network, and it gives you extra cameras. So instead of having a four camera show, you have a nine, ten, eleven yeah. un- unlimited camera show. But at the risk of you're not necessarily talking to those cameras. Yes. So if you take the shot, you're at the risk of it, it's a dirty little secret in the, in the, in the industry. It's like okay, you're going to get a really cool shot here that you could totally use. Like the network doesn't mind you using it. Like they give you the feed. Yep. But since you're not talking to the camera guy and they don't know any better, you know, they're hearing another director telling them, okay, now go get this. You're, you know, it's it's risk reward <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. for sure. But it also a lot of times, I mean, instant replay, you know, they can take those feeds and then it's really safe because you're just going back and replaying a touchdown. So yeah. that's where the vast majority of those network cameras usually come from. But to your point, yeah, Tiger Woods is on a network camera and you want to show him. There you, you go. Put him on the board. Cameras. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then thinking of the, these one-off tournaments, though, I know we talked about there's the creative aspect and then the producer aspect. And I know with some of these, you know, we help and provide displays for them, right? I think it was mm-hmm. like the SEC tournament. I think we help with scores tables. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Summit League isn't as much as we used to do because now they're at the Denny Sanford Premier Center. But um, I mean, your group's obviously got to, it's coordinating between all that, right? Because you got to know the creative side, what displays are going to be there, which ones are we bringing in and organizing all that, right? Yeah, it's, it, it can be, it, it can, these can be really simple or they can be really complicated. You know, it really depends on the ask and that's what we'll, you know, we'll do. And that's one of the other cool parts of electronics is there's so many different areas between engineering and, and, you know, customer support and trainers and creative there's there, there's probably if you have a question when it comes to that transport there's someone in the, the network of Dactronics that can help you out sure. you know depending on depending on the task yeah and, um, and one more point that we kind of want to hit on on these these events is matt just said it they bring all the different displays and and sometimes you're using in-venue displays sometimes we're bringing extra sometimes we're uh, bringing extra people to coordinate it or video or hiring out to help with that but then on the creative side you're bringing those graphics those graphics are all going to be different for different sizes and there's different sizes displays around the venue and our graphics team will create those and resize those to fit every display within that venue so it shows correctly consistently as well. and, yeah. yeah so it's it's not just creating the graphics it's also making sure they're sized correctly for the display so they show correctly and look really good Exactly. And, and that kind of, you know, you were asking earlier about what a producer does. That's another big piece of what the producer typically does is load that content the moment they get there, making sure all of those, you know, well, if there's a bunch of different sizes, making sure they all fit and show up right. Mm-hmm. So that if something isn't right for some reason, that producer can immediately go to the creative team directly and be like, hey, this one needs a tweak or this one needs this. So you get th- that extra eyes too, where, you know, if, if you're a client once, once, you know, 
us to produce your tournament or whatever, you don't have to worry about any of that, you know, because it's going to be, like, there's a Dactronics expert here, to talk to a Dactronics expert there to get that handled for you. And if there's something that there's going to be someone there to solve it. Yeah. So, I mean, they can, there's a lot of moving parts with a production like that, but luckily we actually have kind of all the parts. It's just a matter of finding, you know, figuring out who you need to contact and figuring out what needs to be solved. There's someone to solve it, which is really cool because you're not going to get that a lot of places. You might get a producer, but they don't know the video boards. You know, they, they don't know how to set something up or if a mod goes out or, you know, which is basically if, if, if there's a black dot on the screen. Yeah. yeah. You know, who do you solve? With that you're going to get all that, which is which is a pretty cool advantage that we have. Absolutely. And thinking about, um, I think we kind of want to touch on a couple new aspects maybe to the uh, professional services event production area. You've kind of mentioned a little bit of the benefits in the past of the fact that we have this network of event producers out there. Um, but can you talk a little bit about this consulting concept maybe that I think you and Diane and some of the other event producers are going to help out with? Yeah, so there's kind of two aspects of this consulting, and then there's the affiliate program. So I'll kind of hit a little bit on each. Sure. So consulting is just simply put, like, you know, the Dactronics boards are all over the country, all over the world. Um, and, and, you know, you can get used to having a show, and, like, maybe we're missing something. Maybe we could use a little something, a new element. And separate from our, like, I was mentioned earlier our event producers you know kind of have that network of each other to kind of talk things over but maybe another school or another venue doesn't you know you're kind of doing the show and you're like man i could use what can we do to you know kind of take our show to the next level well we can come out and, and take a look at the show from all aspects of it not just the dectronics boards not just what's in a show control or a graphics but that's part of it we can come you know have you thought of freshening up your fan cam or dance cam? Here's some new ones in the in the nation that are kind of fun dance cam centric um, features, or you know, a, a fan interaction thing, or a sponsorship. Just how can we up level your show? So that's one of the things where we can come out and do is we can just come out and look and just come up with some ideas to help you like maximize your Dactronics equipment. And just your general show. Um, yeah. And and my supervisors, Diane Gonzalez, was with the Detroit Pistons for twenty or thirty years. She's, yeah, she was long time. Detroit for a long time, long time. And then we also kind of built out a network of other um, people that have been in the industry for a really long time. Plus, the other cool thing is our event producers that I mentioned at Florida, GMU, South Coast State have been in the industry and been working Dactronics stuff for twenty years themselves. So they're really seasoned and really kind of know the Dactronics equipment and how to produce a show It's just getting a second set of eyes into your show just figure out ways you can kind of enhance it not to say that your show isn't great but maybe there's a couple things we can help get add to take your show to the next level yeah and so that's the kind of the consulting side like you said it's it's not that your show isn't great it's that you have people that are coming back for maybe the third or fourth time and maybe you can throw a new wrinkle in that they weren't expecting that's a really cool new feature that that makes it still interesting and exciting for them even if it's the fourth or fifth game they've seen that season Exactly. And, you know, and I, I don't think you can go anywhere without either, a, you know, fans, administration, coaches that want, hey, what are you going to do for us this year? What's new? What are you going to bring into <laughs> yeah. you know, the show? Like there's going to be an expectation no matter where you are is what's new. And we can come in with some new ideas, especially because we have such a cool network of producers like, you know, like, hey, at the school, we're trying this. Have you thought about doing this? And it's just just a couple just extra pieces to your puzzle that can help enhance your show or even just efficiencies. Like we can come in the control room. Like, have you thought of, you know, 
consolidating these two positions or adding this or you you know how's your replay integration with like you know like if there's a coach's challenge having a double box that shows the like basically a picture in picture Mm -hmm. that shows the referees in one thing and the play in question in the other and then how do you present that and can you sponsor it so there's a lot of just like even stuff that is existing that you may already do there's a here's a new little twist we can throw on it that just adds a little extra flavor to it and that's what we would look to do and then also a lot of times people have questions like hey we really want to do something in the third quarter at this time out what do you suggest like Mm -hmm. we can we can help brainstorm ideas and we've got a cool network of people that can help make it happen yeah, it's a, it's a you don't know what you don't know comment, right? Yeah. It's not that saying you're doing things badly, but maybe you didn't know that this was an option or this was an idea. Um, exactly. Sure. And then yeah. and then you're going from. I mean, I've always heard we've talked to many event producers too, and there's always this this challenge of you want fans when they come to a game, like you want to you want them to know where they can go for information, right? So there's an element of consistency you want to games. But then there's also this, you got to have a reason for them to keep coming back and experiencing new things. So a group like this sounds terrific. It's kind of a balance almost uh, between the two. And could you maybe, I know you're talking, it's the, it's the consulting and the affiliate program. And I know these are unique in the sense that we've only done things in the past where it's like, it's there for the live event or it's there for equipment for the live event or whatever it is. But could you... Talk to me a little bit about the, the differences between these two programs. Yeah, so so kind of building off the consulting one, the affiliate one is something we're just getting ready to launch, actually. Uh, like, it's, it hasn't officially launched yet, but it's like we're talking extremely soon, like by the end of the month, early next month, hopefully, is basically like all the advantages I've talked about with a Doctronics event producer. Some schools, you know, have like places have someone in place, like they have a person already there that is trying to learn it. It could be, a, especially at some of the smaller schools, they may hire someone that's fresh out of college that worked as a student worker and is now their full-time, maybe a one-man band person to run show control at all their venues. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's someone who's been really seasoned for a long time and is kind of, and knows Dactronics, knows show control, but doesn't really ha- know, like, the first person necessarily ask if they have questions with creative and stuff. So basically the, the affiliate program is going to do is what a full-time Dactronics event producer provides, except the school is providing the person instead of Dactronics providing the person. So, so in this case, you know, cause when I, I guess I never mentioned this at the, at the beginning, but like when I say full-time event producer, like at Florida, it's a Dactronics employee. Like the, like, Casey is a, it works for Dactronics and has Dactronics benefits and is has Dactronics computer and he lives works full time at the University of Florida, and and uh, he's essentially a Florida employee. Like he does all thing all the Florida Gator shows, but he's also a Dactronics employee. Um, and so we provide benefits, and, and so that is so the school pays the upfront costs of for all basically the whole show mm-hmm. whereas in an affiliate program if you have somebody they can kind of join our network and, and have that network i was talking about with different you know just creative ideas and hey how does this work they would join our network but it would be school provided versus it um being a electronics employee and then ad- in addition to that the consulting that we mentioned as part of being in the affiliate program you would get consulting from us and you would also get and to kind of back up the creative ideas. We would also give an allotment of creative. Basically our creative team could help bring those ideas to life. 
Okay. So you get you get the network, you get the consulting, and then the idea is we can help bring to life with the creative team. So it's kind of a three pronged package that comes in at a pretty affordable price point, hopefully for a school, you know, to, to get that next, take the show to the next level. Yeah. So there's, there's multiple aspects there, but also Dactronics can help either with um, a full package, full onsite event producer, or with some consulting services, or there's the, the affiliate program where we kind of help you with some ideas and say, here's some creative ideas. Here's how you could maybe improve some things and you have access to idea sharing across a network. Yeah. Yeah, they're basically part of the team. Maybe we kind of be a part of it is a Dextronic social network, for lack of a better term, as far okay. as the creative side. Is is they would get access to our producers. We just kind of we'd have a weekly meeting to kind of go over what hey, what are the trends in the industry? So that would be a big piece of that puzzle too. Is like a, a person in the affiliate program. Hey, we're adding like you'll go back to the gymnastics or ba- baseball. You know, baseball season's coming up. Hey, how do you? What's the best way to put a pitch clock on the board? You know, and and then, you know, we've got guys that have done baseball pitch clocks that can help them solve that answer and come up with creative ways to kind of implement it and, and, and make it happen. Yeah, well, this, this is very cool. I know when we were getting ready for this uh, podcast too, br- talking about these with you is very interesting to me because I know Justin and I both been Dactronics for 17, 17 years, yeah. years about each. So it's kind of cool to see this different take on on the services that we kind of already have but also tweaking Mm -hmm. it a little bit but figuring out ways to evolve it yep and then so kind of thing maybe to wrap up the episode we got a couple questions we always like to ask people too is the uh um, one of them maybe you kind of touched on this a little bit i would say in your in your origin story but um what is your absolute favorite aspect of the game day production game day production or what you're going to be doing every day uh, you know, for me, it's, you know, it, it, when I was a producer, it was like I said, getting those reactions, getting that crowd reaction. But then nowadays, it's like I, I was able to go out to James Madison for they had the, the day they had college game day there and see the show that come to life that these producers now that are working with me do. It's, it's just hearing success stories and hearing, hey, crowd loved it. Or, you know, we've got a really good show or the administration's really happy. To me, I take a lot of pride in Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give people the best show on earth. Like the best, the you know we're gonna keep finding the newest trends. We're gonna keep pushing the envelope and coming up with cool shows. So for me now, in, in this stage of my career, it's just making our electronic schools have the cool shows. You know, there are. So, yeah. so so to me, that that's that's the day to day goal is coming up with ways to try to keep pushing that and and figuring out ways to keep, you know keep it rolling. Yeah. And you said you were just out at JMU for college game day. Maybe that mm-hmm. kind of fits right into this next question of what's, what's your most memorable event that you've been to? Uh, well, I, you know, in February, I actually worked at the NBA all-star game. Uh, okay. it, was here in, it was in Utah when I was with the, with the jazz. And so it was extremely stressful, but also super rewarding. Um, Cause there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of expectations, a lot of celebrities, a lot of different events, a lot of moving pieces, but mm-hmm to see it all come together and I was in the control room, you know, it was cool. The NBA gave me a lot of laughs because I didn't know necessarily is NBA going to come in and kind of kick us out of our control room and kind of run the show. And, and, and the guys they brought up were really great. And they're like, no, this is your, you know, this is your room. Let's, let's work together on it. And the collaboration was really cool. It was, it was high stress, but also really high <laughs> rewards. It was like, Hey, we need a shot of this celebrity courtside. Okay. Now we need a shot of, you know, someone over here and, and just coordinating all of that and, yeah. and, and bringing it to life and the dunk contest, the three point contest. And it, it was a big time event. So that was a really challenging, but really rewarding event. Yeah. So from a professional standpoint, 
that one is up there. <laughs> yeah, you said that's exciting, but also it was kind of stressful. And we've heard that before. Is some people are like, "Oh, you got to work at the Super Bowl. How awesome was that?" And yeah. then they're like, "You know, I would have much rather been on my couch <laughs> watching it and enjoying it, but I was working and stressed." So it's it's like kind of the double edged sword. You get to do something really cool or be at something really cool, but you're also working, right? Exactly, and, and and really, you know, and you want to put on the best show you can. But yeah, I, was, I, I needed a nap for about two days. <laughs> that was a, and I don't, and I like I said, you know, I was doing, you know, working for football, the going out of the Chiefs and driving back, coming back and doing that. That wasn't as tiring as three days of NBA All Star yeah. game. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like it was just, but it, but it also like now that I look back on it, it was really cool. You know, like I, do I necessarily want to do it again? I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but, right. It was, but it was really, you know, it was it was surreal and and, and it was it was fun. Yeah, this is uh, as soon as you mentioned the NBA All Star game, I got excited and Justin rolled his eyes because he saw it because <laughs> that was like my my fourth or fifth uh, project when I was an intern at DAC is when the NBA All-Star Games were in Las Vegas, and I had to help out with the jam session area. Right? Oh, yeah. So it's like the D-League All-Star Game, but they had the celebrity game there, too. And I know what you mean. It was Those are some of the longest days. Like I'd never been to Vegas in my life, and I was there for 10 days, <laughs> right? Because oh, we were setting up the scoreboards, doing all this stuff, moving things around. So it yeah. was it was absolute chaos everywhere with like the little villages they have of all their trailers that the NBA brings in, then ESPN brings in. Um, that celebrity game, I was so nervous, and I was just running the all sport at the scores table the whole time. <laughs> they had different jerseys for every celebrity that might come in. Um, I remember it was Terrell Owens at the time. They oh, had like yeah. a home and away jersey because they heard Terrell Owens might be there. So it was when you're starting to go through all those things. I know exactly what you meant. It was one of the coolest things I had done too. But holy cow, the amount of steps I got in that day, and I was just exhausted because you're just up all oh. day from like six to like eleven o'clock. Yeah, that was the thing too. Is like rehearsals had to be like, okay, yeah, you guys can go and rehearse from six a.m. to nine thirty in the morning, and then now you're going to sit for seven hours. Then you're going to do another rehearsal, yeah. and, and it's just like because you have to work around so many moving pieces around oh. the arena and the bowl. It's like, okay, now the celebrity, you know, the the halftime now Post Malone needs his rehearsal time, so everybody out. <laughs> so you go sit yeah. in the hall. Post Malone's Malone got to get in here. Yeah, I had a, it was the night before. They're like, hey, Bill Walton wants to come in here tomorrow morning. And do a quick Gatorade Kids thing at like seven a.m. Can you guys be in here for that? And it wasn't on the schedule, you know. And it's I'm not gonna tell Bill Walton no. Like <laughs> we're not gonna come in here and run this. So I was like, all right, it's eleven o'clock at night. I got to get to bed so I can help coach Bill Walton's Gatorade like yeah. coach thing. Yeah. I had actually had one where they and they needed the LEDs on from three to four thirty in the morning on one day because they were doing an international hit in the arena, some oh, worldwide wow. interview. So I had to make sure get set an alarm, wake up at 3 a.m. Oh I could, luckily I could get in, luckily I could remote in, <laughs> I remotely do it because uh, I didn't have to drive up there. But I literally set an alarm. I had my laptop sitting at the foot of my bed. I had an alarm. I got like at 2.58. I got up, remoted in, logged in, fired the LEDs. Yeah. Dozed back off, and someone sent me a text like an hour later. Okay, they're good to go off. (laughs) Wake up, turn them off. (laughs) Uh, So you've had some pretty cool experiences here, and and we've heard Matt name drop a few people already. So, um, (laughs) Chris, we want to thank you for coming on here and sharing all of your experiences and and where you've been and and how you got to where you're at today. And hopefully the the outro song we play for this does your DJ experience justice for you. (laughs) Fair enough. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes.